0: Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Classroom 33 podcast. Pastor Dustin is here with Steve Prudian, and uh, this week, or rather topicless, because a couple weeks ago, episode 16, we talked a lot about figs, and the class is finally getting to that discussion. So, um, Steve and I have been sitting here having a very pleasant conversation, and more or less waiting for the Spirit to tap us and say, let's talk about that. And I think we ran into that. But before we dig into it, Steve, how are you this week?
1: I'm doing fine this week. Thank you for asking, Dustin.
0: All right. So we are talking, um, and to give a little bit of the context, we are talking about satellite churches or multi-site locations. And, you know, we've each been to a couple And what you see a lot of the time is people just coming in and going out. And you asked a question. When does
1: ministry happen? When
0: does ministry happen? It's a great question. And I think it's worth digging into a little bit and maybe putting a primer out there for, you know, the one or two people that are going to listen to this. But maybe put a primer out there for them. When does ministry happen?
1: I think you first have to define what ministry is because okay. you can't you can't know when it happens if you don't know what it is.
0: Oh, I think that's incredibly intelligent. So, let's define it. What's ministry?
1: In very simple terms, it's being able to recognize a need that a person or a family has and coming up with ways to aid those people and help those people through either their difficulty or their circumstance using the Word of God and the resources of the church to be able to help them so they can grow and they can become stronger in their faith.
0: Okay. I like that. And I tend to think of ministry in terms of theirs. Teaching and training up in that way. Um, There is, you know, care ministry where you're caring for somebody who can't care for themselves, whether it's financially, emotionally, or, you know, sitting at the hospital with somebody. uh, That's all ministry. Uh, Fellowship is ministry. Um, Sometimes ministry is a teaching or a training that's not necessarily. Uh, Centered in the Bible. You know, we've done a couple of things here where I've done technology training for some people. That's a ministry. I'm teaching them how to use technology and not teaching them out of the Bible, but I would still consider that ministry. And there's also, you know, I do a lot with children's ministry and youth ministry and all those training things. So. I think a lot of interactions where you are seeking the betterment of somebody else, or somebody else is seeking to improve, in a, um, in the context of Christian community. I think any of that can be ministry.
1: Dustin, uh, both myself and my wife actually together, because, um. We work better together because usually, uh, within families, there's usually a male and a female.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Within families, sometimes there's children. Right. Within families, sometimes there's older parents or older relatives that constitute that family. Right. What is very difficult is, is to be able. To hear what their heart is saying. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: To do that, as a Christian, we have to be bathed in prayer to become spiritually sensitive in order to have a compassion, to be able to come alongside these people, to help them in whatever way we can that the Holy Spirit has prompted us to. In many cases, ministry is not fixing something. Right. But we like that because of our society, we fix cars, we fix computers, we throw away things. But the thing is, is is that ministry goes beyond fixing. Ministry goes into the supernatural. It goes into the power of the living God to meet the needs of people in all a person like you or i can do is make ourselves available an instrument so god can minister to those people but we have to be willing and we have to have the right heart to be okay. able to be able to meet these people's needs if you come to classroom 33 most of the time i tell people the content is important but it's not as important as to minister to one another's needs. Right. Because if you're hurting, the context the content cannot be absorbed, it cannot be acted upon. Because you came in, okay, with a need, and who am I or who is or what is the lesson? What's its importance? Is it greater than your need? For you know. So ministry starts by us being sensitive to people's needs and to be following the lead of the Spirit in order to help them. We're not there to fix them. We're there to guide them. Thank you. Okay. So
0: let's, uh, I'm going to try and simplify as far down as I possibly can. And when you do this, of course, it's never perfect, especially doing it on the fly like this. So I'm going to simplify as far down as I possibly can for a definition of ministry. So where two people or more are together and the Spirit of the Lord in each of them Communes. So when you and I are together, whether we're talking about the weather, baseball, Jesus, whatever, if my spirit is communing with yours through that interaction, that's ministry. Do you think we can simplify it that far?
1: I think we can simplify it just for the fact is I'll just come and hold your hand.
0: And that sometimes that's all it takes for my spirit to talk to your spirit. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes, so. sometimes words cannot do justice to what the real need is. It's interesting that Jesus ministered through touch. Yes, he did. As well as through words. Yep. And in fact, one of the most famous songs that Bill Gaither recorded was "He touched me." Mm-hmm. Now there is a whole history to the background of that song that we can get into later, but that original song was actually a poem found in an old preacher's Bible from Maine.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got an idea about what ministry is. So let's ask the question again, when does ministry happen?
1: Believe it or not, it happens every day because every day you're going to be running into people, even people you don't know. Right. And you're called to be an ambassador, a servant, a minister to God. That means that you need to be able to share the comfort and the joy and the peace and the instruction Mm -hmm. that God has given you to anyone that he reveals to you that you should be helping at that moment of time or that day. Many times you won't even know that when you're going through a devotional period that God is instructing you for the whom you will encounter.
0: Right. Yeah, I've had plenty of those situations. So what you're telling me is that ministry happens outside of
1: church planned functions and services. You wouldn't have a church if ministry didn't happen outside of a church.
0: I know that. (laughs) I was making a point. Um, So, if we want to be ministered to, and if we want to be ministers of God and of the gospel, does that mean we have to Be intentional about doing that when we're outside of the building, when we're outside of those times and those scheduled events.
1: If you're a true servant of God, and if you're thankful for what He did for you, and you realize that there's a value in what He's done for you that He wants to do for others, we are commanded to be ready in season. In out of season, to be able to represent Him. As long as you're doing that, okay, you have to understand, it's not our ministry. It's not my ministry. It's not your ministry. It's His ministry, and He knows people's hearts. We only see the outward appearance. Right. But God knows the heart, and until He reveals to us the heart of that person... We really cannot begin ministry. We can be a friend. Right. We can be kind. Yes. We can be helpful. And all of those things we shouldn't even have a second thought about. But what we should have a question about, or really we should have a prayer about, is, Lord, what do you want to use me for with this person? Not your agenda. But Christ, agenda.
0: That's fantastic. And actually, I was going through. Uh... Sorry about that. I was going through um, something here recently, uh, in preparation for a mission trip that is coming up that I'm going on, and. We're going through this book that is called Before You Pack Your Bag, Prepare Your Heart. And it's all about short-term mission stuff, and it's talking a little bit about kind of exactly what you just said. And one of the things that we're supposed to do is the how is more important than the what. And we get into Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45. And it's an interesting paradox. So where did I go here? 42 through 45. So Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rules in this world, the rulers in this world, lord it over their people and officials and flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first must be the slave of everyone else. For even the son of son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And there's um, a couple different lessons in this book that I've been going through this week. And you know, we look at First um, Corinthians, just trying to find the reference in the book. First Corinthians ten. Uh, verses 23 through 33, um, and towards the end of that in verses 31 through 33, um, Paul writes that, well, let me just find it here and I'll read it.
1: Usually reading the words, you can't go wrong.
0: You can't go wrong reading the words. Besides
1: that, nobody can say you made it up.
0: (laughs) Right. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jew or Gentile or the church of God. I, too, try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what's best for me. I do what's best for others so that many may be saved. And that's, I think the why is at the end of that. So many may be saved. This is, um, this is an audition period. Our life is an audition for the afterlife. But unlike an audition for a movie, a part in a movie or a play, I get to make the decision. I get to make the decision in the part that I play in the afterlife, in my role. So, God sends us out there to do His will and to bring Him glory. And we're not to give offense. But give God the glory. It's not about me. I'm a slave. I'm humble. I'm nothing. You don't own the company. I don't. I don't own the company. I work for the company. I'm expendable. I'm replaceable. I am overall insignificant. However the owner of the company chooses to use me to
1: advertise what did it cost the owner to acquire you everything he had and what did that include his son and what did that mean what does that mean that means jesus
0: gave up his spot in heaven to come down to earth and live a perfect, sinless life, and die a sinner's death. He
1: took the bullet
0: for you. He took the bullet for me. And he conquered that death, and rose from the grave,
1: and returned to his spot in heaven. And what does he expect from you? One word. Faith. Faithfulness.
0: Yep. He wants my faithfulness. He wants me to... Love him.
1: And faithfulness includes another word that a lot of people don't like, and that word is called obedience.
0: Yes. Yes. Obedience can be very difficult, can't it? So with all these things, we're supposed to be humble. We're supposed to be a slave to everybody else. Not to give offense, but to work for the betterment of other people. This doesn't have a time frame listed. It says why. It says, you know, at the end of the day, when we get to judgment, some are going to be separated as sheep and some are going to be separated as goats. Tears and wheat. Tears and wheat. So that separation is going to be happening. Some of us are going to live with God forever and ever and some of us are going to live without God forever and ever. And those places are called heaven and hell. So that's the why. But nowhere in any of these passages that I read here or have been in outside of this, they don't give a when this is supposed to happen. And what's interesting is we sit here talking about when does ministry happen? You know, we have, we have Jesus' ministry kind of bookended from his baptism to his crucifixion and resurrection. But nowhere in the gospel accounts does it say Jesus' ended, ministry ended for the day. He was tired. He was worn out from healing people and praying over people. We see that, but it doesn't say, and his ministry ended for the day.
1: And the continuation of his ministry is here today. Yes, it is. And it's here in all of us who will avail ourselves to humble ourselves, to be faithful and obedient to the work that he would do if he was here. And he is here because his spirit abides in us. What will you do with Jesus?
0: Absolutely. So, I think we can wrap it up, just because it's kind of an off week, and it's a pretty narrow topic. But do you think we'd be able to wrap this up by saying that ministry can and should be happening constantly?
1: Yes. Ministry, even though you and I can't see it, is happening constantly. You do not know the effect of a prayer that you may have had today on a person's life at this moment. That's right. You do So don't. ministry is happening every moment of every day. The question is, Will you avail yourself to be involved in it?
0: So the question that I'm going to pose to the listeners is a little bit of a heart check based on that conversation. Um, When was the last time you prayed for somebody? How often today have you prayed for somebody? Um, when was the last time you held somebody's hand because they needed it? When was the last time you let the Spirit guide you to maybe even a random person, maybe not a random person, to ask them and inquire, how are you doing? And to ask the next questions that dig deeper into, how can I help? So I just want to throw those questions out there. Um, Please don't take it as being judgmental. It's a heart check. They're questions I'm going to be asking myself over the next week.
1: I have a very simple exercise. And what's that? The exercise is, do I care enough to care? Right. Starts with me. I need to be able to ask the Holy Spirit to make me sensitive enough to care. To show me how I can care.
0: I like it. It's a very, very simple question. Do I care enough to care? That's great. Um, all right. And we know this week on uh, the class, you're going to be discussing figs. Mm-hmm. Go back. Listen to episode 16 again. Um, or for the first time, if you haven't listened to it yet. And then you'll be prepared for the discussion in the class. And next week, are we getting back into Job next we're week? We're going
1: back into Job.
0: All right. We're going to dig back into the book of Job next week. Steve, any parting comments or words of wisdom for us?
1: Well, I like to have people think about something that just struck me yesterday. Okay. If, in fact, you have a walk with God, can you tell others about how he is walking with you today? And this is a focus I'm looking at for another form of ministry to allow people to express their experiences in their walk with God. Hmm.
0: So being able to really answer that question, how has God walked with me today?
1: You need to be aware of God's presence. You do. And if you ignore God's presence, then after a while, he will become an afterthought.
0: Right. That's a great question something we all should be pondering. All right, Steve. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you very much. You have yourself a great week.